0: everyone hey welcome it's jackie from beyond small talk hi and welcome welcome jackie from beyond small talk every thursday at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Hour, and you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And again, I'm your co-host, Jackie Janik, Women Empowerment Coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. Um, Hi, the guided healing. Hello, and welcome, everyone. Today, I'm really honored to have my co-host. Her name is Shannon Burrows, and her handle is at Shannon M Burrows and we're going to be talking about surviving and thriving cancer. So Shannon is a breast cancer survivor, cancer exercise specialist, online coaching courses and community for survivors. Really excited and honored to have her on. And we're going to hear more about her story and how you can help the girls out. Um, Let's get her on. Ah, So excited. Just a TMI. I'm on my third third exam. I'm three. I've had three. Hi, Shannon.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: Good. I hope my lighting's okay. I'm like, I got a window over here, light over here. It's all off.
0: Yeah, and I love your nice and bright colors. You're from Florida, correct?
1: Yes. Always break out the lily. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's it, I'm up in New York in Long Island City, and it's going to be like negative zero. Like, is there a negative? Like, so cold. So it's nice to see like bright and sun, and you look like you're bringing the warmth this way. Thank you.
1: Yes, I do not envy you being in the cold, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be a little rough, but I'm so excited to see you, and um, welcome to be on Small Talk.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and share with the world and chat with you and change lives.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you're doing for sure. And I mean, please share a little bit more about your journey, whatever you feel, you know, you would like to share. I'm really curious on um, how did, how did it happen? Like what happened? How did you find out and your, your process through breast cancer?
1: So I am a, um, I'm a certified personal trainer. So I was doing group training actually. Um, Because I really enjoy that the group community aspect of being able to, you know, the excitement, the empowerment, the encouragement. And um, anyway, so I was working, you know, living my dream life, working the best job ever. And um, I just went for my regular mammogram. Actually, I take that back. That's not exactly how it all started. How it all Uh started was I was having these like feelings of like anxiety, right? Like, Like high blood pressure and anxiety. And for like six days in a row, mm.
0: yeah.
1: hmm. this is weird. So, but it wouldn't go away, but it was like the hamster wheel of like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why is my, you know, I'm not stressed about anything. Like I'm in good shape. I work out, I eat healthy. What on earth is happening to me? So finally after six days, cause I truly thought I was going to stroke out and have a heart attack and, um, you know, good, good old fashioned insurance. You try to call them and get an appointment in and, and yeah, well, yeah. They're like, well, you actually haven't seen your primary doctor. I'm like, right, because I'm healthy and I don't usually go to the doctors. So they're like, well, we can't see you for another, um, another month and a half. And I was like, I'll be dead by then.
0: He's <laughs> <You're> like, girl.
1: And <laughs> it was like, listen, if you want, I'll get you into my doctor. You know, I was like, whatever we need to do, either that or we're going to the ER. Cause I really thought I was going to stroke out. Mm. So I get to the doctor and sure enough, my blood pressure was 170 over 130. Like. I was ER material. And the doctor, you know, he threw me on the uh, EKG table immediately. And he said to me, he's like, Well, we're going to need to give you a prescription for um, high blood pressure and anxiety. And I was like, mm, Nope, that's actually not going to happen. I'm not going to put pills and prescriptions into my body. Like, let's find out the root of the problem. Like, what is the deal mm-hmm. here? So, you know, and and being in the health and wellness industry, like that is truly what it comes down to. Like you can change your life. You can change your world. You can change everything. You can reverse chronic diseases by just fueling your body with the proper foods um, and exercise. That's why they say food is medicine and exercise is medicine, right?
0: but it also is like you know your body you knew something and I think women sorry to interrupt your story and sharing I think that's like such a key learning is that women we don't always want listen to our body and two if a doctor tells us something we usually don't challenge it even though you probably because you're in the health and wellness and you know yourself so well that you're like oh heck no but like just imagine another woman who is like I trust this doctor this is what they're telling me and let's just throw pills at it verse. Like you said, looking at the root of it. So I just offer every woman listening, like, you know, your body, listen to it.
1: Right. 100%. And that's what I really try to, what I try to tell other, um, other women and other breast cancer survivors, like be your own advocate. 100% be your own advocate. Because like you just said, we know our own body and what had happened and then I kind of put all the pieces together as I was going through this and he, you know, and I said, listen, I said, you know, at that point I was 45 years old. I said, you know, maybe I'm like going through um, perimenopause or menopause or whatever. I'm like can You check my hormones. And he was like, sure, I can check your hormones. And I'm again, being a brand new doctor, he's like, but I'm going to have to do your woman's wellness exam. Well, first of all, creepy, number one. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you need to do, fix me, but I'm not taking pills. Um, and he's like, all right, well, in order to do that, you know, I need to do a woman's wellness exam. I was like, well, that's fine. Cause my OBGYN doctor had just passed away from brain cancer the month before crazy. I know. Oh. So anyway, we went through the steps or whatever. And he was like, well, when's the last time that you had a mammogram? And I said, um, I don't know, whenever the last time I had one was, turns out it had only been a year. I missed one year. That's it. And I went back and I'd already been getting mammograms at this point because I've had, you know, dense tissue. So being 45, this was not going to be my first mammogram. So it's kind of another reason why I have a hard time with insurance to begin with is I don't think they should put an age on when you should get your first mammogram because realistically at the age of 40, that seems a little late in life to get that done, especially now because I feel like so many more women, unfortunately, that are younger are getting diagnosed.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Fair for the insurance company to say, mm, no, you should be a certain age limit. It's like, well, if you have a family history of it, like, take care of it, right? So,
0: and I- that w- that we as women have to fight about it. You know, like, I think that's, like, ridiculous. Like, okay, so they give us one a year. And, you know, I'm hoping and encouraging and having you on that women go and do that. Because I w- I had it after 40. Because I knew it, but I was like, ah, oh, well, you know. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, and then I went. You know, and you mentioned de- dense tissue. I didn't even know what that was until this year. I was told that I have dense tissue. And I was like, what is that? So I did some Googling and things like that. Um, I don't think it's something to be concerned about it's just something that happens right but again like nobody's explaining all this to me I just got a call of like you have dense tissue you need to go back uh can you come Monday and this was on a Friday I was like uh, is, is something wrong am I dying <laughs> <laughs> am I dying like do i have breast cancer like what happened why did you do that like why does you know doctors and insurance companies like uh, and then i got charged for it and i had a call back and i was like no this is covered and they're like oh my mistake but some people some woman would just pay it just to be like oh i owe it you know i'm i keep going yeah
1: because you know like you say you know women don't know they don't they don't do their own research they don't they're not their own advocate. And, and that's the frustrating thing. And that's what I really, really, really try to drive home, um, of being your own advocate and don't, don't take just because a doctor said something at face value. Like you have to remember doctors go to school for medicine. That's what they go to school for. They go to school. If there is a problem, here's your symptoms, here's your solution. This is a prescription. And of course, and if there's any doctors listening, I'll probably, they probably won't be my friend, but I truly it's, it's Bottom line is, you know, they all play in the same sandbox together, right? Like Mm -hmm. big pharma doctors, like that's what they go to school for. They don't go to school for nutrition. They don't go to school for exercise. And those are the main things. And you get really lucky when you can find doctors that, you know, will say, hey, let's change up your diet or let's change up, you know, whatever your normal routines are. But anyway so back to
0: um- and also that's why it's important I say um, the latina health coach just joined and she speaks about you know the type of food that she was on uh beyond small talk season one as well and I love that she shares all this food that to nurture your body so it's I also encourage women that yes you could have a Regular doctor, but also to research and think about having health coaches or having women in the health and wellness that studied nutrition, studied food intake, study um, exercise and movement, and what does it do to your body because it sounds like and i'm sure you're going to tell this more that it's more than just a pill to take to um, you know help recover from and thrive and survive breast cancer right right.
1: So yeah, absolutely, 100 percent. Nutrition is key. Um, you really need to do your research. Just educate yourself, really, and that's what, yeah. that's what I try to do. My whole, my whole mission is to educate, empower and inspire other breast cancer survivors to, you know, really help them through their journey from their diagnosis and beyond, through support, mm-hmm. exercise and healthy living, right? That's what it comes down to. So in regards to I did my mammogram, and it came back abnormal, so then I had to do it but it was like that moment, like, you know when you're in there getting your mammogram? And you're like, okay, you know, whatever. And then you go in again because they tell you you have to come back again. And it's like that awkward silence of like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and while she was doing it, I wanted to ask her questions. But, you know, the tech doesn't tell you anything, right? No, like I, they,
1: But and, and I don't want that awkward dead silence. Not only that, I'm trying to look at the screen. and Not that I know what I'm looking <laughs> at, but I'm just like, I'm going to do something of this. I'm good. I know what's happening here. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, like, it's taking forever. And I'm like. So what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm just looking. I was like, uh-huh, okay. Is, are you seeing anything? And anyway, so it was kind of that. And then it was the, can you please go have a seat in the hallway? And I'm like, oh, for the love of God. I'm like, that's oh. I do, Because I had gone through in vitro um, to have my daughter in vitro fertilization. And mm-hmm. uh, I lost her twin. And how I found out I lost her twin was going in for my ultrasound. And they had said, last appointment today, can you please have a seat in the hallway? doctor needs to talk to you I'm like "Mm." the doctor needs to see me this is not good
0: (laughs) I've had one of those too my daughter had lots of issues and I got one of those and I also knew I got a different folder like your your information I remember the color too is a blue folder and that meant "Mm, not too good everybody else I remember had yellow or green and for some reason they were all smiles but when I was sitting and I just like, how do you, like, you just remember these certain times of your life, right? So now, you know, it's like, if, it, Oh, can you sit and the doctor's coming? You're like, Oh shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. not me. Exactly. <laughs> this is not
0: going to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're thinking, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I want to go back to being in tune with your body too, because what I realized when I was sitting there thinking after he was telling me that he was going to put me on these medications and basically sent me home and Um, I remember thinking, I want you to check my hormones because I'm close to getting my period. And Mm -hmm. I knew at 45 years old that my hormones were starting to be across the board. Right. So, you know, when your estrogen, um, and your progesterone levels drop, they change, elevate, whatever, like you go through these different symptoms. Again, this is why I try to tell women, really be your own advocate, do your research, do not automatically just take medications, because the older you get, and if your hormones are out of whack, which clearly I had to go through in vitro, so I already knew they were out of whack, but as your cycle progresses, you know, your progesterone level drops, which can give you the same feelings of what I had, high blood pressure and anxiety, right? You get that, you get your hormones out of whack, and truthfully, if women could just go to their hormones first, have those checked, so many problems could be resolved because then you can balance your hormones and you can do that with food or supplements. And then you go ahead. And then from there, you just fuel your body with the food and exercise, obviously. So that's why I really wanted him to check my hormones is because I kind of wanted a baseline to see where I was at, not knowing that um, it was going to lead to this.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, so um, anyway, so yeah, so I ended up going for my mammogram and I had to do a follow-up one. And then from there I, Went and got my diagnosis. And in fact, the radiologist called me. I had a biopsy. I take that back. And I had to go for a biopsy. And then, um, in fact, the radiologist called me. Uh, it was a Thursday, July 13th, 2017. And you talk about, you know, exactly where we were, colors whatever. Yeah. Where I was, I was driving my car. My brother had just flown in from Connecticut. And we were driving. We just dropped my daughter off at gymnastics. And we were driving to go to Michael's because he had flown down. To surprise my dad for his seventy-fifth birthday the next day, so I knew. Ooh. So I remember, I diagnosed the day before my dad's seventy-fifth birthday surprise party, and the radiologist told me over the phone while I was driving.
0: <sighs>
1: not even like, not even like, "Hey, um, are you sitting down? Hey, are you quiet?" Are yeah. You? The doctor is like, "Yeah, this is you know so and so blah blah blah," and um, just want to let you know that your your uh, pathology reports came back and you have breast cancer. I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" I'm like, I'm like driving
0: right now. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, and it's like, what was the like, what did you feel like? What was the no- first thing?
1: Oh, did you call the right person? I'm like,
0: no, 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 not <laughs> just me. the right number. Yeah. I'm
1: like, no, I don't have any cancer in my family. Like, definitely not breast cancer or whatever. And um, yeah, I was really kind of shocked. And but my immediate thing was like, okay, we know what the problem is. Let's fix it. What's the solution? Like that. I'm just like a like proactive like. And I didn't really process it. I didn't, I wasn't Mm. like, oh my gosh, I have breast cancer. Like now what? I was like, all right, well good. Now that we know that the problem is like, what are we gonna do to fix it? And I hung up the phone and my brother was like, "Um, so is is that how they tell you that you have cancer in Florida? I was like, dude, I'm new to it. (laughs) I know, apparently I don't know any different. Um, Yeah, and then my regular doctor called me probably within 10 minutes. And then fast forward, moving forward. So being a fitness professional, immediately I'm thinking, how does this happen? Like I eat healthy, I exercise regularly, I'm not overweight, so it has to be hormones. My hormones definitely played a part in it because I knew Mm -hmm. growing up that I was going to have to have in vitro, but I was on birth control. And then you think about like all the foods that we have growing up that nobody really paid attention to while we were growing up. But- It's like an apple tree, you don't just plant a seed and like it grows tomorrow, right? So it's interesting because I, my oncologist, who I ended up firing, um, I asked him, I was like, do you think this had anything to do with in vitro? He was like, oh no, that was like 10 minute, ten years ago. And I was like, um, you actually, same analogy, you don't just plant an apple seed and the tree grows like tomorrow. Yeah fast forward my new oncologist she was like absolutely there's several studies that show you know there's they they're tied together there's not no again big pharma they're not going to be like this is going to cause this
0: yeah and
1: then the first person that i talked to actually about breast cancer was another survivor who had just gone through a double mastectomy and she had the same in vitro doctor one year prior to me isn't that crazy wow
0: yeah no coincidence like something yeah right?
1: yeah so,
0: Oh, so that's, so I, I find it really interesting that, um, you're, and I can get that energy from you. You're like, here's the problem. We're working on the solution. Here's the results. Like, t's, t's. but you said like you initially didn't process it. Did that take some time or when did you start to process it?
1: Um, the night before my double mastectomy, which mm. was in September. So imagine July, August, September. Yeah. Like two months. Like honestly, I was in denial. I legit was Uh, denial the entire time because I was like, okay, well, like I didn't feel sick. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel a lump. I didn't feel sick. I knew that, um, hormones were involved. So that's when I really started to dive deeper into researching hormones, the effect that it has on the body, how you can, you know, change and adjust your hormones. So I really tried to, that was, that was my focus. I wasn't focused on like, Oh my God, I have breast cancer. Now what literally at that point it was like, okay, well, what are my options? So in talking to my medical team, thankfully my general surgeon, um, asked me cause I didn't know anything about it, right? You're, you're brand new and you don't know what you don't know. So, um, he is the one that said to me, he's like, Hey, would you like to do this Oncotype test? And I was like, I don't even know what that is, but it's a test that you can do and you have to be a candidate for it. I don't think that everybody can do it. Um, mm-hmm. so you have to ask your doctor if you're a candidate for it and, um, it helps give you your rate of recurrence. So I knew for me, this was kind of like the final straw for me. I knew I was 45 years old. I was done having kids. I was not breastfeeding. Um, so I, that was like, you know, I would weigh out my options because my original oncologist was like, oh, you should do a lumpectomy and radiation. I was like, I am not doing radiation. Why Why would, oh, he's like, and you'll be on tamoxifen. I was like, and that is definitely not happening. So again, like, why are you going to put there, the side effects for those things like are far worse than anything that I'm even interested in dealing with. So anyway, my oncotype test came back super high, it came back at 56 on a scale of like a zero to 100. So it was going to come back and I was like, nah, chop, chop. So,
0: so then you got a double mastectomy.
1: I did. And that's when a little bit more of reality was setting in because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I didn't know what Mm -hmm. was going to happen to my career. I'm in fitness. What's going to happen? Like, I didn't know how long I was going to be laid up. I didn't know that I was not going to have range of motion right away. I didn't know that my chest muscles were going to be completely tight and I was going to be concave with rounded shoulders. I didn't know any of these Uh things, nor did I even think about it. So it's super important for me to really educate other women that are diagnosed with breast cancer, that these are, these are real things. These are going to happen. Whether you're a fitness advocate, a fitness professional or whatever, the struggle is real because you can't, you, I mean, you imagine like, you're like this you're like, you're like, for hours in surgery, right? you're recovering and you're just like, Oh, so like, it's horrible. And then you have like your neck that goes forward. It's like the whole kinetic chain, like a lot of things that people just don't think about.
0: And is it, I find it, you know, super interesting that, that you're all about community and educating women. And I love that because it's like, Where do we find this information? Like, if doctors know... So, my daughter's autistic. And when I got the diagnosis, it's not like they gave me a book or, like, anything and was like... It was like... I I still remember the moment, too. Your daughter's autistic. Okay. Appointment's over. Right. Have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye. So, it's just like... Why does One, why does that happen? You know, two, but I think what I've noticed through just uh, the autism community that there's no better information than a mother that's been through it. So I'm sure just you sharing and just speaking of it and having your online courses and community that there, I'm 100% sure that there's no better information that you could get from anyone else than someone like you. You know, you live through it, you Breathe it. You're inspired by it, which I'm getting that feeling for you. So if you're not, please correct me. <laughs> that um, no, I just am. I just love your energy, and it it just feels like educating women. Like hello, be your own advocate. Like, there's other options than, you know, what mainstream it's always done. So I'm getting that a lot lately, especially since last year, COVID, well, continuing COVID. And um, in a few weeks, I have another co-host, and she talks about alternative birthing options, which I find, like, blows my mind. Do you remember giving birth? I mean, who doesn't, right? I do. It was easy. Oh, you had any? Did you have uh? Vaginal, drugs, natural. I had to be induced.
1: I had lost the twin. So they had me on blood thinners for the remainder of my pregnancy. So I had to be induced. And Mm. although I felt like she was going to drop out of me in a, in a nanosecond, she was not interested in coming into this world. So I actually had to be double induced. And I remember they, (laughs) they were like, okay, well we're going to start pushing. And then the nurse goes, okay, legs up. And I put my legs up. She was just kidding. Put them down. We need the doctor. I was like, (gasps) (laughs) Oh! Okay. <gasps> <laughs> game on like pretty much that was it
0: <laughs> holy cow so that was fake so you didn't have an epidural
1: oh yeah i did oh uh, oh you oh, did yeah. okay oh i did and i trust me i don't think i could do that without it my sister-in-law did the natural way at home and god love her and anybody else that can go through that i mm-mm.
0: No, yeah no. so this is this this girl her name is amanda and i love her like she's the, the the strongest person woman i have ever encountered and she has had two babies at home um no drugs in a pool like the bath the pool thing yeah and her last baby was nine pounds And I'm just like, yeah, but what I do like and like why I bring it up is that it's kind of like challenging the norms of what you're told or what we've always been told, or this is how women are supposed to do it. And I think it's just drilling in that message of listen to your body, be your own advocate. And if you feel like Tune into your intuition. And if you feel like it's not right for you, then find something that's right for you. Don't let outside forces, because like you said, you had to let go of an oncologist or, because um, people have opinions. <laughs> I'm sure you had a lot of them, right? From yeah, and what just, was going uh, on, I mean, you know? I'm try <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, you know,
1: people need to know, men and women, it's okay to fire your doctors. It's okay, Like they are just doing their job. They may suck at their job, but they're just doing their job. And I fired my plastic surgeon and my oncologist. So, there's that. Sorry, I'm moving around right now, that's really annoying, but I think my lighting is horrible on here, so I do apologize. Um, oh yeah, yeah no so problem. It, sorry, it's horrible. Um, that's it is important for people to know, women to know, that they can, oh, that's much better, don't you think? Yeah. Lighting. Thank you. Um, I do think it's really important that women know that, and it's okay. It's okay to take care of you because no one else is gonna do it. And if you're paying, you better make sure that you're working with the team that you feel pretty solid about.
0: Yeah. And trust them and, you know, trust yourself that you're making the right choices because again, similar to you, I went to um, a doctor for my daughter, highly recommended, you know, literally it was $12,000, $1,200 out of pocket for a two hour visit. And um, she was in there hysterical crying and he was giving me the grimace, not even diagnosis, grimace future for her and her face. And I should have listened to her. You know, she literally was there and she was only three at the time, but she hated his guts, hated him, hated him to the fact that she wouldn't even go into an elevator with a man that looked similar to him. This is how much that wow. I believe like that situation traumatized her. But I was sure. following what I thought I was supposed to do, you know, and trust this doctor because he has this you know, reputation and he costs a lot of money. So he must be very good, you know um so that's a great uh message for you to for other women you know what doctors or people you feel comfortable with working especially in this scenario you know your health really is important and it matters so um real quick so then you what did you do for um you to move through the process after the double mastectomy what was your your strategy like i mentioned
1: yeah, I wasn't sure. Like I said, I wasn't sure how I was going to recover myself. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to get through anything. And I definitely didn't know how I was going to be able to do my job because how on earth am I going to do If I can't even move, how am I going to go train clients? How am I going to get out there and help them? And just the simple act of breathing, like put, you know, pulling on your chest muscles and all of that good stuff. Um, so while I was recovering, I had nothing else to do. So I figured out how am I going to get through this? So I ended up getting certified as a cancer exercise specialist, and right then, like a little light bulb went off, and I was like, that's it. My passion and my purpose literally just collided. Like, I was diagnosed with breast cancer for a reason. I was put on this earth to help other women through their journey and understand the importance of cancer and exercise, either to prevent cancer, going through their their treatments, and after surgery and getting back into you know becoming the best version of themselves or
0: better <laughs> or better oh i like your perspective on it and um yeah i just feel it like that is your purpose i feel it like i feel you through the phone and i was like oh it's so nice to talk to women like this um so what do you what are some of the recommendations that you do have for women say most of my listeners are between 40 and 45 um i feel like just kind of like maybe thinking about Um, mammograms or what should I do now or do you have any recommendations or suggestions
1: well if you do get diagnosed with breast cancer um, the first and foremost is and I just did a a live Q&A on this today on this exact question of like what do I do now that I'm diagnosed with breast cancer and that was one of my first podcast episodes I did as well Um, but I created a 30 something page downloadable free resource guide that literally covers questions to ask once you're diagnosed questions to ask going through treatment questions to ask after surgery and no doctor is going to talk to you about exercise unless you currently you know do or do workout or you exercise or whatever like you may ask okay well when can I get back into things typically they're going to be about 6 weeks out before you can do anything but first and foremost mindset i want to make sure that you stay focused on a positive mindset Cancer is not a death sentence anymore. They've done so much research that have come so far in so many different things. Now, I'm not going to say that you're never going to die from cancer. That's stupid, you know, to even think that. But yeah. just because you get diagnosed with breast cancer does not mean your life is over. So change your focus and your mindset. Focus on, okay, I need to control. I'm in control of my life. Not the doctors, not anybody else. I am in control of my life. And that's what I really try to educate and tell people is like, I help you take control of your life, you know, to become the best version of yourself. And that focuses on mindset first. That is like your first pillar. It's like the foundation for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Having a positive mindset. Yeah. Because having that negative mindset in anything is going to affect your decision making, how you act, how you treat people, how you think. So, really focusing on that mindset is first and foremost. And then, second, I say, do some research. Don't, don't go down the dark tunnel of Dr. Google, but you
0: know, do <laughs> don't, you're not the doctor. Don't pretend like you have all these things. Yes. People do that, right? right? Everyone's Googling and they're like, Oh my God. Earth. Okay. That's just.
1: Exactly. So that's why I created the, the free resource guide. Yeah. Is so people really understood, like, these are things that I thought of or that I went through that I knew when I went through mm. my journey. And then third most important thing is immediately find a good support system, find a good support system. That's going to rock your world and be there for you. No matter what, you know, you have to keep in mind also that you mean like, like I didn't process it right away. Right. I was like, I was like, okay, Drew, go. And some people like they get sucked into like, Oh my God. Okay. Now what? And then they don't know how to move forward, but you have to keep in mind, your loved ones don't know how to respond either. They don't know how to react. And are they reacting to, how you are or are they reacting because you just told them that you have cancer? So there's a lot of different factors I feel like that need to be considered. Um, you know, I lost friends during the process because they literally never would even call and literally lived across the street, wouldn't even call and say, how are you? It was always be about them. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and that goes for spouses too. Like men don't know how to process the shit.
0: They <laughs> So it's important to find a community that understands. Like, I've said this multiple times that I have. My mother's always like, wait, where did you find her from? I was like, you know, she, my mom listens. And oh um, my, sorry, one of those fans. And um, she's like, I said, Shannon, she's talking about breast cancer. I've never met her, like, before this. But she's from my friend Betsy. And I was like, anyone Betsy says, I'm like, they're golden. And she's like, now, how do you know Betsy again? And I was like, okay, mom you have to have different sets of communities and network because I'm sure like like you said some people can't handle or hold space for you on your journey through cancer like not everyone could hold space for me on my journey through being a special needs mom like they can't and there' that's no shade like no harm no foul it's just like I like that you said like find the, the community that uh, that supports you on where you are and going through your journey and be okay they not being you know your best friend or your husband or a family member it's okay if it's not they some people just can't like i said hold that space for you when you need it right
1: absolutely yeah absolutely so that's awesome so
0: can you mm -hmm.
1: You froze. Uh, you froze. So I didn't know if you're oh. talking or not. Just, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like,
0: Oh, I froze. Um, can you tell us where to find that free download? And I'll also include it for everyone on the post.
1: Yeah. So you can go to Shannon com and then just scroll just a little bit. And it'll say your free resource guide right here. Just go ahead and download that and grab a pen, grab print it out and jot down any questions you may have. I mean, I go into like, essential items for the hospital, essential items for your, um, your, your little recovery safe space kind of thing. And, um, and then I also have a free private, uh, breast cancer support group. So if anybody would like, you know, to be involved in that because they do need somebody and we are into health and wellness. So it is important. It is an important factor because we want everyone to feel better, but it's a safe space. Um, it's, uh, breast cancer health and wellness group on Facebook. So you can find us there. And again, it is private it's a safe space. So we try to make sure that everyone feels comfortable in there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I'll share that in the post. And before we end, because I, I could talk to you for hours. It's so interesting. Um, what do you do for self-care? What, what do you, what are your practices?
1: So I exercise first thing in the morning, because if it doesn't get done, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um I do um I do and I only do 30 minutes. So I do a 30 minute hit. I focus on um high intensity interval training because that's the best way metabolically for the body to get in shape and lose weight. I also do intermittent fasting. So I do a window of eating if you're not familiar with intermittent fasting. So I do a window mm-hmm. of eating of pretty much like a 6 to 8 hour window of eating. I usually do my first meal around 1ish depending on calls or whatever. Um sometimes I just forget. And, um, so I do intermittent fasting and I focus on really like a high protein, high healthy fat and low carbs. Keep it mm, simple. I do.
0: Awesome. Too much-
1: it's really simple. Like oh. I keep my nutrition so simple and to the point, like I just look at food as fuel for the body. That's it. I mm. eat for to fuel, in my body and boom, done. Like other than that, it gets in the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Sometimes you just need simplicity in life to get things done. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me today on Beyond Small Talk. And if you have any questions for Shannon or check her out, um, her handle is at Shannon M. Burroughs, and her website is Shannon Burroughs, and I'll include it on the um, post. And if you want to listen to this episode again, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. Check us out there. Do us for girl a favor, download and like us. Um, thank you again, Shannon. This was just thank awesome. Thank you for having thank me. You so it was such much. a pleasure to talk to you. You too. Thank you. I hope we talk again. And thank you, everyone, for joining Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the 4 o'clock hour. See you next week. Bye.